I'm John Paul Murphy. And I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. On this episode, we will be discussing Westworld Season 2, Episode 2, titled Reunion. Christian, I just want to come out and say, I it's really hard to pick a favorite episode for this show because a lot of the like the show just kind of blends together often like yeah. the dreams of the hosts themselves yes but i want to say this is probably my favorite episode so far of the series yeah of the series really yes it was very slow oh i see i it was slow to a degree but there is one thing in here that totally made me love this episode and we'll get to it later because it comes up in the in a later part but First, we're going to jump into when we made predictions earlier in the uh, not last episode, but the episode before. Basically, I made the prediction of, are we going to see William again? Are we going to find a little bit more about like uh, the backstory of everything? And yeah. we did. And this, uh, so it this turns episode, out there's a lot more we need to say. Correct. Uh, so we discover what, uh, who Delos is as far as yes. what does the name mean? Delos is the name of the family, the very wealthy family in which... We meet Logan Delos, who was with William, mm-hmm. and then the father Delos, I guess, is the... Yeah, the original the, black hat. Yes, the the, uh, the father Delos is a Scottish man that we learn in this episode. Uh, I thought that was a, kind of a interesting casting choice. Christian, what did you think about the opening of this episode and us returning to 30 years ago, uh, back when Arnold was still alive, uh, Dolores is still new, a lot of things are still new? Something I'm thinking... And I was thinking throughout the whole episode was how long ago actually is this? I believe this must be somewhere between 35 and 40 years ago because the incident was 35 years prior. And this is prior to the incident, at least by a few years, because they were saying that they were in fin- they were going to be in financial trouble within a few years, but Arnold hadn't killed himself yet. So this is quite some time ago, but yes. now we're aware that that's when they made the breakthrough for this robotic technology yes and they are uh we learned that the name of that company that they started is called argos initiative uh because that's the the name that the guy says when he's pitching it to to logan Um, oh like argonauts potentially i I was trying to figure if there was uh something with arnold and ford kind of an anagram in that name like art but there's not so (laughs) i mean there's so many things to pick apart like Boy, did we get faked out by those previews. That is not Future World. That is the world. Yes. There was a very particular moment where Arnold tells her where she is, and he starts with Earth. Yep. Which was interesting. And he says, he mentions, like, I need to keep my two worlds together, which I, I understand is a, a terminology, but it was a very specific terminology that was used. So maybe maybe we're not so far off. Maybe the uh, the planetary Westworld society is a possible thing once again maybe that rumor is you know that that theory could come right back into the fold he lives in a house that looks right out of a blade runner movie yeah um it reminded me of the um there's a the uh soden house uh it's on franklin and normandy it's a very yes Yes, i couldn't figure out what it was reminding me of here in los angeles but it it also and then obviously blade runner is just future los angeles so correct and that's where they also borrowed that that same architecture style i think also the mayan theater downtown there's an old theater like that as well i was just there the other day oh nice um yeah so arnold takes dolores to his uh house that's still under construction like i said then we see 
William and Logan again. Uh, that was one of my predictions that we would see them the first a little time, bit more. One would imagine that this would be the first time we would really ever see them because Logan's like, oh, can you imagine that they're dating? And this is prior to them ever being in Westworld or seeing that technology. Correct. So this will be quite likely the oldest we will see either of them. Yes. Logan is introduced to the models. Um, we see Clementine and the other uh, uh, hosts that we eventually see a lot uh, in that scene, and they kind of give him the whole pitch. Yeah, uh, as I was watching that, you know, he enters the scene. There's a room filled with people, and he's told to pick out which one's the robot, a, a living Turing test for him, if you will. I'm standing, I'm watching him stand there. Immediately, obviously, I can pick out clementine she yeah. is very striking easy to notice and a throwback to the the uh, viral video that you yes. remember talking about yes where she played the piano there too and uh the thing that really struck me was immediately i was like everyone in the room it's everyone everyone's a robot it has to be yeah i knew they were gonna do the the stop kind of thing and everyone's gonna freeze and He's going to be like, what? It reminds me, it's a throwback to uh, X-Men with Professor X would do that. Yeah. And freeze everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of matrixy as well. Yeah. Th where do you think this is, the city in which they are pitching? Obviously, it's filmed in Los Angeles. But later, when we see uh, like the father Delos figure is having a sort of going away party, because it seems like he's dying. Um, yeah, I got a lot of thoughts giving, about that. He, he's giving his company over to william as opposed to logan his actual son right uh it, i felt like it almost looked like miami like a futuristic miami so this is interesting that you say that i was going okay. to say i bet that this is somewhere in florida or somewhere close to the equator because you want to be as close to the equator as possible if you want to launch a ship into space <laughs> all of the launch pads are situated as close to the equator as possible because it takes the least amount of energy to reach escape velocity the closer you are to the equator it takes less power okay. less energy which makes it cheaper so do you think we're in a f not to jump like so crazy ahead as far as predictions but so do you think we are in a world in which mars has been sort of terraformed i mean i still think they're probably on earth that could have even just been cheeky dialogue like the writers playing with yeah. us but it was interesting that he started with earth yeah, I, I think I'm just trying to piece together information that we received there, in, especially in the first episode. Remember how I was, I was kind of harping on the, uh, it seemed like there was multiple countries involved, yeah. and it was an island, and so it's like, well, maybe if Mars in the future has been terraformed, there's like different parts of it that have been chopped up to different countries, and so. So since that theory died, like since we were first like, okay, it's not, you brought up the gravity theory, and then later on my own, and obviously, like I said, I haven't shared this yet. I don't know why we haven't tossed out the idea of like a ring world, some sort of a space station that that spins. So it creates an artificial form of gravity. Uh, it might also make it easier for terraforming if if they have access to like an underbelly almost of the ship. Yeah, I think that's a possibility. I think th that would be an issue, though, with like sunrise, sunset. Well, know. if it's a ring world, the whole sky could be artificial so they could have artificial day and night because then that way you would still have some sort of circadian rhythm because otherwise you'd probably go crazy yeah i still think it's i i don't think I it's this at all I'm, i think it is probably on earth like the most yeah. basic answer it's probably like okinawa has turned into like this giant theme park yes. you know because that's like the largest island in that like, the sort of 
region. So and it, it, it that's lands my with theory. Michael Crichton. I mean, this is it's a Michael Crichton story. It's Jurassic Park. It, you know, it's off. A, it's an island off the coast of Isla Nubar or something. You know, it, it's something yeah. like that. And, and that would make the most sense thematically. And it takes way less of an explanation because, quite frankly, I think this guy wouldn't be talking about investing in AR or VR startups if we live in a society where there's a ring world. But it would work, yeah. is my point. It's just it's the only way I can still make that theory live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, any, any other thoughts about the party in which uh, the, the father figure is sort of handing off? So I believe the father is dying, as we're aware. Yeah. Because Obviously, if an old yes. man is coughing, he means he's dying and he's sick and he's ill. That's just that's how we communicate that on television. Yep. What are the odds that not only are we creating life, but we are creating a way to transport organic life into artificial life so that he could theoretically live forever? What are the odds that this man is I, in the park alive as a host? I think it is very possible. I was actually going to bring that up. I thought part of Will's pitch to him was, I think, of this matter where I think Logan pitched to him as this sort of fantasy park people go to and then i think william really got down to the matter of hey this is actually long term like we could you could be immortal you could live forever oh as a dying man like we could figure out a way using this technology in this park to also one be immortal and own everything yes and like right because you can blackmail and then ultimately replace people as well correct yeah is he abernathy is that who why they have to get abernathy I think it's very possible. That hidden inside Abernathy is actually this man, and Ford was aware of it, and so Ford spun him down. I think it's possible. I think going off of your theory last week in that I think maybe there's competing ideas in that Bill, Man in Black, is his own thing, so maybe they're trying to bring the old DNA of the original Delos owner to like supersede him if it's like they can't get him or clone him. Right. You know, it's... I think there's a lot of competing sort of uh, ideas happening here. And I think also competing parties um, in that, in that party scene, Logan is uh, shoots up on some type of heroin. Uh, okay. Actually. So here's another thing we need to talk about now. Logan's sister's dating William when we first meet them. Correct. But now the next time we're at that retirement party, this is maybe 10 years in the future, that retirement party. That has to be a quite a time jump because not only has William gotten invested in the park but at this point william has married and had a child with his sister yeah i think i don't think it's that far ahead i think well they weren't even married they were dating and then the next time there's a girl that's like she looks like she's eight yeah i get emily so that's like the name of the the, the so daughter there's i guess it's true i think at youngest she's six and then you have nine months for her to be pregnant like unless like they got engaged right after that it's been at least seven years so close to 10 years is what's going to be likely because it seemed like he spent quite a quite a bit of time in westworld before he went and like had the wife and kids and stuff as well yeah so i think that he at the at the events of his timeline in season one basically after he realizes that logan's like a weak piece of shit he you know marries his like Logan's sister, you know, probably starts, you know, ha- they give birth to his child, Emily. He begins the process of, I'm going to remake this park in this certain way. And I think that also lines up with the timeline of Arnold's death. Yeah. I have a lot of questions about Arnold's death. And seeing William around during this time makes me wonder, has the man in black met Bernard? Yes. 
I believe so. And do you believe he knows that he's a host? I think he does. I think he does as well. You know why? Why? Because we know that the hosts, their memories can be downloaded. He's probably seen the firsthand footage of the murder of Arnold. Yes. And so you wouldn't be able to erase that image from your head. Correct. He would remember that. And so when he met Bernard, he must have known. Yeah. I think I think this is all kind of tied together. The the William Arnold change in company, his murder, a switchover, and then Ford's kind of an X factor in all this as far as yeah. what his sort of motivation was because then uh I guess before we jump to the 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 next timeline, well, I think is there any other thing you wanted to kind of discuss? Well, yeah, I mean the final scene with William and Dolores. Yes. That's in the past. So he says he built something he regrets. We see a shot of two massive excavators. Yep. We don't know for what. Some may think that this is probably how he has built that new lake. Or uh, something. Like this, this, there's something happening. There's massive terraforming going well, on. Well, it ties in also to the very end of the episode with Dolores talking to Teddy and saying, I basically saying, it's not a place we're looking for. It's a weapon and I'm going to use it to destroy them. Right. What could that mean? I it could mean a lot of things. I think a weapon could be something as in information being released, aka, you know, the truth behind Arnold's murder, mm-hmm. or the truth behind the you know, like just everything, or an actual, you know, explosive weapon or something that is like, you know, could destroy Earth or you know, who knows? Um or destroy the world of humans. That, or maybe like, a way to activate all the hosts that have already replaced people. Correct. In some way. So I think right now we're, it's unclear. We it's just like know. It's like a central th- command yeah. to the web of hosts that are probably scattered across the, the planet. Correct. So What about a biological agent that attacks humans but not hosts? It, it's very possible. I think there could be. It's a very. It's a kind of a Bond villain <laughs> sort of a plague of a wiping yeah. out humanity and restarting it with a new. Yeah. But it could also be a good way to very discreetly take care of the human body of someone that you want to replace with a host. They get sick, they go into the hospital, the host comes back out happy and healthy, thinking they are the person, the person died. You need a way to replace these people that yes, um, no one would question. Correct. Though, um, one thing that Logan does say to Dolores, though, at that party, I thought was mm-hmm. very interesting about, he's like, you know, those guys up there referring to William and his father, saying, like, they essentially set motions the end of humanity they're going to light a fire that's going to burn humanity, and they and they have the match, basically. Um, yes. So there is something to that where you're saying, you know, what William and Delos have begun to do 30 years ago, or 30-plus years ago, you know, I think has led to the current moment now. And Logan knows about this, and I think a lot of people know about, like, exactly what is happening, but we're just not privy to it yet. Yeah. It's hard to tell necessarily... If there really is a true weapon in the means of a weapon, I mean, my theory is constructed entirely around the conceit that it is a literal weapon. It's hard to take Logan as an actor in good faith as far as a character in the story because we also know that he's a futurist. He's like VR, AR, like what? what's the thing that's going to shape humanity? Like Westworld's going to change everything. There's so many possibilities. He sees that 
And now he sees bad actors get it, and he's like, oh, this is going to be the downfall of society. You know, the futurists that are very pessimistic about things. So it's hard to tell whether he knows from a literal sense that what Westworld and they're doing is going to be bad for the world, or he just believes that these kinds of people being in charge of these kinds of tools, being the hosts, and whatever kind of technology they have, that it's going to be very bad for people at large. I think judging by his sort of um, belief in, I think, the future of humanity and how upbeat he was about this type of stuff, and then seeing him that later, how downbeat he is, I think it's more about the destruction of humanity and what's going to take its place rather than the sort of cultural fall of society or some other sort of fall of society. I think he's talking literally about like the death of humanity and hosts replacing them. Yeah, and I guess my last thing I would say is, so we know the man in black is headed to the door, but he also seems headed to the same place they're headed. And he said it's a thing he regrets making. And then they show him in the past, you know, they show William in the past showing Dolores and she's calling it a weapon. So the door is also a weapon. I think it it is, is leading to the same place. Essentially what William has created long ago has started to create. He has now changed for what, you know, in his mind and now it's he's about to he wants to destroy what he has set out to create yeah and do you also believe it's possible that the door could be a way for people or hosts to send their information out so maybe dolores can leave she can leave her host body and live on in a digital mainframe or send her host brain to another host body or somewhere else so that she can come back in another form I think that's a stretch, but I think it's a possibility. I think there's a lot of things that can... I think there's a lot of ways to go about this. And It could be maybe the one single hard line out of Westworld, is what I'm thinking. Let's say the replicating hosts. Right now we see Tessa Thompson's character, and we saw last season other characters as well. They were like trying to upload a host data through a secure satellite uplink and... Or yeah. send physical things out of Westworld. Why? Because clearly there is no real, dedicated, secure digital network to just send the info out if you want to do something like on the DL. Yeah, but you know why they do that? I think, or at least they kind of, they sort of highlight it here in this episode, now they bring that up. Um, Bill uh, William, basically, old Ed Harris William, uh, he mentions to Lawrence, who makes a reappearance in this episode, he goes, you know, this place was created to be a place to sin in peace right like to privately do whatever the hell you wanted that's why it's so cut off and And that's my point could the door could this location house the hard line so that they can send that info out so when they go to the hosts they get the info on the people that they want that they're secretly spying on and getting this blackmail and dirt on how do they get that info out well it'd be through their secret hard line yeah. They need they need that. That needs to exist. I thought this was in a very interesting episode in terms of modern relevant uh things going on with Facebook, MoviePass, all these sort of technology companies that are all they're entirely geared about data yes. and collecting from you and trying to map out what you're doing, even if you think what you're doing is in private. So you think you're online in private looking at things, but really these companies are tracking you. They're tracking your movements, they're tracking your purchases, they're tracking what you look at, and they're selling that. And it's very similar here, where it's like, oh, you think like this technology, this place is a piece of technology where you can be private and do 
either heroic or fucked up things, but really they're tracking you and, you know, recording all this data on you. We also saw all the things in the past. The most important thing we saw is not only does Dolores think the lights in cities are splendorific, splendiferous. (laughs) Splendor. Lots of splendor. She also apparently can take in outside stimulus while frozen. They have appeared to hint that she is getting full access to her core of memories. And it appears as if she was aware during the times that she was frozen while they were having those conversations. Which now suddenly I feel less like I did in the first episode where it felt like she didn't have a real agenda and she was just a mad woman. Now it's like, oh, she really knows what's on the outside. She has been there and she really knows who these people are. She knows everything. She Yes. And suddenly this became a much different story for her character. Yeah. And I think that's why in the very, very beginning of this episode, Arnold was like, oh, we shouldn't show her off in the demonstration. Like she should be left because I think Arnold particularly made her a very special host. Yes. For this very reason. And that's why like she is just absorbing everything and she's absorbed everything for the last 40 years almost probably. Yes. (laughs) And now it's all finally unlocked for her. Yeah. And so that's why like she's different than the other hosts, at least the other two main hosts that we are sort of following and that although she is not, her methods are, are more violent and like aggressive. She's going with the knowledge of everything. It's almost like if you have the knowledge of the world, yeah. yet still the basic tools to, to go about it. So I guess the only question I have for this to think about for next week from this section is what's William building? That's yeah. the big question I believe posed here. There are a number of smaller questions that we went over, but the big one is what is what was and what I think did what, William what build? Is, what is he building? And also I think we're going to get more details. I guess we... It's shown a little bit, but uh, how or why did he change between now and then? Um, That's not exactly clear, other than the game awakened him somehow, (laughs) the game of it all. I think his personal loss is what caused his change. Of his wife, yeah. Yeah, I think that was sort of the catalyst to everything. Yeah, that's true. Um, So cutting to the sort of main, I guess, uh, timeline, which is technically in the third of three timelines that are presented in this season. It's the, the, the one that's two weeks ago from the present. Um, the events right after the Ford's death and the party being, you know, all the executives being killed. Yeah, I, um, I got to say, is interesting, right? We didn't get really any Bernard, Little Maeve, but they basically, I would imagine next week will be their story and we're not really going to have any of the Dolores stuff. Um. Maybe. I think we're going to get a, a, a lot of Maeve and Dolores. I think Bernard maybe is going to take a backseat for a little bit here just because of, I think we know what he is in the present. Yeah. Um, we just kind of kind of catch up with that. And then it's going to be whatever scenes they have with Charlotte Hale and Okay, him. so this is interesting so. because the way I'm seeing it, and then we'll, we'll get to what happened in this episode, but just very briefly, the way I'm seeing it is, again, there's four main characters, Bernard, Maeve, William, and Dolores. And Bernard and Maeve are not really interested in leaving Westworld. And I think that they cherish it and want to protect it. William seems like he either wants to destroy it or save it from itself. Dolores wants to destroy everything else and everyone in her path. And like she's just evil. Um, so William and Dolores sort of mirror each other. And they're headed towards the same place. Which is why yeah. I believe we saw their stories together. And I believe we'll be seeing then it makes sense from an editing and a storytelling standpoint to show a sort of Maeve and Bernard, because they'll be mirroring each other, I believe, as well, 
where she's Correct. heading in to like save hosts. He, as a host, is trying to save humans and save himself. Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's trying to play a bunch of different sides here, and I think he's the most has the most duality of all the characters. Where he's trying to, I think, both save human out of and... every person on the show. Bernard feels like he has the most to lose. Yeah, I mean he he's kind of the one that's in a way started it all and is trying to end it. Even though obviously he's not technically the same person as he was when he was Arnold, he's programmed to be. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um, I think I'm trying to think of what do you think of the Maeve Dolores encounter when they uh, I guess pass each other <laughs> in the night. So I mentioned in the series primer, and I believe I mentioned it last week, Jack and Locke. That's Maven Dolores. If you watch Lost, it's Jack and Locke. They are coming at things from very different perspectives. They both, in many ways, have very similar goals, but they're going to go about them in very different ways. I think they both feel very strongly that they are right and doing the right thing. And they're yeah. probably willing to destroy or stop one another if they feel like they need to do it. But at the yeah. same time, they don't want to have to. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I think it's kind of funny in this episode how they both now have the same, they had to like mirror each other in, as far as, um, you know, both of them had, you know, Dolores has Teddy, Maeve has Hector, and they both have a like, sort of slave uh, human it, technician. That couldn't have been character. more Jack Locke, by the way, that scene. <laughs> yeah. That scene was they meet around the fire and they kind of come across each other. You could tell JJ other. is the one that pitched that scene. That, He's like, we got to have it. Yeah, that scene was awesome, though. Yeah, I, lo- I loved uh, Lee's like little like boy outfit, his little like, yeah. his, like hat. <laughs> it was so funny. I almost didn't recognize um, him at first. Yeah, you're like you thought it was like the random cow like stage. Yeah, I thought it was like the the, stable kid. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you're like no, it was an incredible scene. (laughs) Yeah, I loved it. Um, And then uh, a lot of really great imagery in this uh, episode too. Oh, fantastic! So when Dolores enters that that barn and they do like the the Last Supper kind of shot, the Last Supper, the second they entered that barn. Yeah, I think that was really cool. They can basically convert all those guys after they kill them. Yeah, exactly. It was basically religious experience because she yep. raised them from the dead. She also says, like, I killed God in this scene. Yeah. Yep. Because she killed Ford. Right. So Ford is God to these people. And, and she, whereas, like, it seems like Maeve is going about the more, um, the I'm not going to kill you and raise you from the dead standpoint. I'm going to just convince, like, I can just override your programming. Yes. Whereas, like, it seems like Dolores doesn't know how to do that. So she has the one technician that she got in this episode she's gonna kill him and then just re, re like bring them back up how they're going about everything is so different their techniques i mean Maeve bettered herself so that she could attain her own goals whereas dolores yeah. is collecting people to do the work for her she's enslaving people to do the work for her where Maeve freed herself they're of all of her ba- in- bonds so that she was limitless enough to do what she needed yeah yeah, I feel like they're both going to enslave in some way or form, just different ways about it. Yeah. But as far as personally, they've they ha- they've overcome certain things. Here's the difference. I believe that, you know, right now she has a hostage. I wouldn't call him a slave at the moment. I believe if he takes her where she wants to go, she will let him live and leave. I don't believe she would just kill him or then continue to keep him around. I You mean Ma- Maeve would Maeve. or Dolores? Yeah. You would kill, so she wouldn't kill Lee. Yes, I believe she would let Lee go on his way. 
where as you believe Dolores would I think kill the second Dolores is used for hostage. you, you're gone. She seems to have no sense of mercy. She feels very again, I believe she is the bad guy, even if I understand her more now. If anything, all they've done is show me that she's just a very good bad guy. And it's it's a great yeah. it's a great way to create a villain in many ways to have the person you thought was going to turn out to be the hero of the series actually become the damaged bad character that you didn't expect yeah no i agree yeah and i was thought like she is an antagonist per se but like i said last week delos she you can you can see her a different way and i think ultimately delos yeah. so far is you know because they're holding out the cards that we don't see they come off the most villainous. i guess i would say it this way I'm going to fucking talk about Lost again for a second. I'm sorry. And the only reason I'm doing it is there's more than one bad guy is how I would put it. Yeah. Sort of like the others were bad, but really it was the smoke monster is bad. And sometimes the Dharma initiative bad. But really there was like a bad guy. But there were a number of good guys. And it seems like Maeve and Bernard are going to be the good guys. And the man in black and Dolores, because the man in black was and is still Delos, are the bad ones. And they're both bad for different I'm, reasons. And hopefully they destroy yeah, each other. It's almost like the, you know, the man in black is basically Vader after he's thrown the emperor off the, the little platform. Yeah. And it's like now he's on a sort of suicide mission to to a degree or to fix what he like, regardless of his own life, he, he needs to correct. Well, because now it has meaning. Now everything that's there yeah. is real. And once it became real, correct. then he could finally be the hero he wanted to be. He showed up in Westworld and he wanted to be that hero and it was all meaningless and pointless. So the only way he was able to feel anything was just through rage. And now yeah. that he can save life, even if it's own, he can procure some form of joy from it i guess would be the only way i could describe it he's a he's a psychopath like clearly the man in black is a psychopath yeah he's an old psychopath. yeah <laughs> he, I, I i i just want to say i love ed harris's like posture oh and goodness. like body movement in this like whole show it's like you can tell he's like beat up and just kind of like he's he's in pain all the time and aching Kim and it's just great Let's just make sure there's nothing left with Dolores that needed to be touched on. I think it's important to note the scene when she first introduces James Marsden, Teddy. To, yes, to the to his like to the, the truth, truth, basically. And we see him kind of lose it, but he doesn't yeah. kill the guy. And here's a question. Why did none of these people say to them, like, we didn't know you could think or feel. We were never told this we they can put you on pause like these things have never been real if anyone had told us this we wouldn't do it like we will side with you we'll shut this down how come no one there says these things to them because uh the guys that are in uh livestock the the sort of guys that just fix yeah. up they don't know they're not behavior they're not like high up like all they all they know all they're told is like you just bring in these bodies clean them off repair them and then ship them back out, out to develop or behavior and like they're probably kept in the dark, and that's why it's like when, like they're the janitors. No, but that's my point. Why don't they just say to the robots, "Hey, we didn't know." The I guests don't say it either. Why just... don't they say, "We didn't know"? Like we didn't know you could actually feel these things. Because they show the the board members saying that, and they're doing it out of weakness, out of like save, like I'm gonna just tell you that out of to spare me. Whereas like these guys, the guys that actually are spared, seem to actually be the ones that don't actually know or like. 
or maybe they do yeah, know. I feel but like it's they're like, only being spared to be used, though. Yeah, but I think I don't know. It's just maybe they they just seem more like the the working class type of guys. That and we see this in, in season one too with the two guys that help out Maeve. It's like they're just kind of these sort of Joe Schmoes. Yeah, I guess again, my point has nothing to do with them. The guests didn't say it either. No one has said these things to them. It's always just like, oh, it was just for fun. Like no one says, hey, we didn't know. Like no one. No one told us you were like, I can show you what a machine is. I know you don't know. I can explain it to you right now. I'll turn this guy on. I can turn him off. This is what we were showing you were. No one told us you could think or feel. If you because can, maybe that's which the is great... clear you can, let's help you out. Let's work together. No one has fucking tried to talk to them. I think because maybe everyone is aware of the sin of the place. Like, the, like that is the whole thing about Westworld. It's like, it is a terrible creation yeah. that everyone shuts up about because they know. And that's why they don't try to maybe say otherwise, other than the people at the very top. It's just unbelievable to me because I feel like, obviously, Dolores wouldn't care. She would say, I don't believe you. Or, but Teddy, I feel like Teddy would find some form of understanding with these people. Yeah, and I think that his reaction to not killing that technician, I think, is another sort of example of him further maybe possibly rifting away from Dolores yeah. in some form. And that, you know, will get to the end of the season as far as like what the results of that will be but clearly he dies without her yeah was it the weapon way. by the way did the weapon kill all the hosts who knows i mean it, that could have been i feel like just flooding a canyon doesn't seem like a very powerful weapon right but um i think it may be something better bigger than that i think i still think that it is flooded for by normal means but it's just you know who knows well, well we're gonna get there um so let's cut let's just get to man in black stuff here um, my favorite part of this episode and why it's my favorite episode, because we get a special guest appearance by none other than Gus Fring. In this I know episode. it was amazing, which <laughs> let me tell you what's so interesting about this. Before we watched Westworld tonight, I was out and I said to my girlfriend, I was like, Therese, I have concerns about where Westworld's heading because I'm worried that other than maybe Bernard, by the end of this series, I may have no one to root for. Yeah. There might not be a good person on the show that you want to see win. And it makes it hard in the future to to enjoy. By the end of Breaking Bad, I wanted it to be over because I hated every— Obviously, other than Walt Jr., I hated everyone. There was no one left to root for. Okay. Like, every win was still not a win because it was a win for a bad person. Which is why the ending is so great for that show. Which is it's and it's very similar to Man in Black, the final season of Breaking Bad. Yes, or at least the final episode of the final season. Yes, so it was it was brilliant when Gus. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I yeah. So basically, Gus is or Giancarlo Esposito, the actor that plays I forget his the actual name in the episode, but he basically plays the terrible big bad guy of the the banditos, basically uh, that. Uh, William goes to find out, like, try to get, I guess, to recruit. Yeah, so here's a great thing. And prior to this, we see him recruit another character. Lawrence. Lawrence, who in the first season, and this is, it's so brilliant, everything they did. It feels almost like everything they did in season one was just to set up season two. When the man in black is first looking for the maze, he goes after Lawrence. Yep. And when he goes after Lawrence, he knows where Lawrence is going to be because he knows the stories. 
And those three guys, those same three guys, are stringing Lawrence up. And he goes there. He kills the three guys. Lawrence is like, oh, thanks for saving me. And he doesn't really. He, like, this time around, he shows up. Same storylines happening. So I'm realizing now, again, although the host can now hurt the people, most of the hosts, unless you're dealing with Dolores, aren't setting out to go after you in particular. So if you know the stories like the man in black does, you can kind of still run this place. So he's able to use this to his advantage by going to that storyline, killing those guys, which we saw wasn't as easy this time around. And then he recruited this guy, which is brilliant. I love the fact that he has this sidekick. He kills like the whole posse in the first season and then drags him by the noose to his hometown where the little girl tells him about the okay, maze. Okay, so that's what he does. He knows the storyline, so he knows that Lawrence is about to be hanged right. in certain forms, and so he, he stops him from getting hanged. They go to this town where uh, Gus is. Gus has this amazing kind of, I think, monologue about the circus elephants and how they can move a tree, but they're like kept to the ground by a small post, and it's because like when as a, as a baby or as a child... They're kept to that post, even though it's it doesn't keep on the ground. So they mentally they don't break free. So now he's like, I'm I'm broken free uh, of this sort of curse of this existence. And then him and all his <laughs> bandy does shoot each other <laughs> in the head, which reveals that Ford is still very much in control. Correct. Um, and that and that's why uh, like uh, Williams line at the end after after Gus blows his head off, he's like he's like fuck you, Robert, <laughs> and then shoots him again. Although let's point out one thing it seems like william has planned for this contingency yes as if he's always expected this to happen because he breaks open a wall earlier in the episode takes out a package that he has one of those healing devices in and some other stuff which we don't know what that's going to be but my guess is some kind of weapons or something yeah it's like he knows about the glitches in the place and yeah he's he's played the game so many times over over the years he's a speed runner William Williams like a Westworld speedrunner, <laughs> basically, and knows like the secret, yeah. you know, as, as secrets as as much as they can be, um, at least the in-game secrets. Um, and so yeah, he's got cheat codes. Yeah, so him and then uh, so he's basically says to Lawrence, he's like, well, it's like time for Plan B. It's like we got to go to what he calls my greatest mistake. We got to go to it to this supposed weapon or who knows what it, you know. Yeah, the same place everyone in Westworld seems to be set out. All the hosts seem to always want to go west, right? They yep. all want to, they're all heading to this thing that Teddy says, glory. Uh, they all have a name for whatever they expect to be somewhere, almost as if Ford has written it into their code. Yes, correct. Um, yeah, so any other thoughts about that scene or anything else? regarding Gus I just thought like that's it just made the episode seeing him yeah pop it's just up. interesting to 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 know what does Ford want because does Ford actually know about this place what is it that Ford wants him to go to there Ford wants him to go there he wants him to go to the door or he wants him to go to the thing he created but he doesn't want him to have help getting there so does Ford actually want him to get there or does he want it does he want to make this very difficult for the man in black does Ford want him to pay for his mistakes and so he's gonna make this very hard on him i think that he wants to punish in a way william for his past mistakes i think for perverting possibly him and arnold's vision for the place i think that the center or this place the door connects all the parks to some degree i don't think it's just westworld Um, yeah 
And I think the weapon is somehow connected all to that as well. Do you think that the reason Arnold killed himself is not just because he realized the hosts were alive, but because he found out whatever else was going on? I think so. I think he w- I think he found out what Delos's ultimate plan was for the parks and for the hosts and everything else. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to now use this against them. Like, I can't change. I can't save myself in my age. I'm So I'm going to create this chaos or create whatever this controlled chaos is to hopefully stop them and send a message or, you know, reverse this. And then at the same time, it's woke, it has awakened William as well to possibly stop whatever is happening as well. Um, anything else? I think that's like, we covered a lot on this episode. Uh, is there any kind of other big things you want to talk about? Or I try to pay a lot of attention to dialogue that most of the time it just feels like conversational dialogue. Yeah. And oftentimes it ends up being a moment happens later in the series and you think back, oh, this person said X to that person. We should have guessed this a long time ago. They were telling us. Arnold looks at Dolores after she says, "There's so. have you ever seen so much splendor? And she says, can we ever come back? And he... He promised he would bring her back. Yeah. We will see before this series is done, whether it's this season, which I would guess at some point, we will see Bernard help Dolores leave Westworld. I think so. But I think we're also going to get see a little bit more of this very long ago timeline between yeah. between Arnold and Dolores. And yes, um, I think they're going to switch between these three timelines pretty extensively to show yeah, I think what else right. he's, he's been showing her and telling her basically which is why i think next week we're going to see bernard mave i think it's going to be a very light week for william and dolores and we're going to see a lot of bernard and mave which is i think i think i believe that too i think i i i think they're going to also show because the episode ends on um dolores and teddy overlooking this kind of fort and they're talking about this colonel character so i think we're gonna see much of that too i think i think it's going to be mave bernard and and dolores we're gonna see A lot, I think, of the season one story plots that were set up, we're going to see those come in now in season two and see how Dolores and Maeve and Bernard and the Man in Black use them to their own advantage. Remember, there's that train, and then there's the great train heist, and there's that minigun. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of firepower and large armies for them to amass. So it's going to be curious to see how that turns out. I don't know how many more people William's going to attempt to actually recruit. He seems like he's got his one guy. And I think what they did in this episode was sort of a good way to put like a nail in the coffin of like having him go around recruiting more people. But he's definitely going to still find ways to use these plot devices to his advantage. Correct. Yeah. Okay, uh, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Christian, where can we find you? Got any other? Do you know what the name of next week's episode is? Uh, yes, uh, next week's episode is uh, titled Fortu e Fortuna. <laughs> or virtu- oh, it's virtue, basically virtue and fortune is the, okay. the, the non- Fortu e uh, Fortuna. Yeah, Virtu e Fortuna. All but, right. Uh, yeah, sounds great. Um, Christian, where can we find you and if you have anything else to plug or announce Uh, i mean everyone should just listen to our other shows john and i record a show you'll be listening to this hopefully on mondays and you're subscribing leaving a review on watch world and if you listen to it on monday monday nights we record the zeitheist podcast which come out on tuesday and that is a show where we talk about pop culture in general and that will be a big infinity war episode correct because that that will be a lot of fun 
that came out this weekend. And if you, you want to just get me, um, Christian underscore Humes, and that's on everything. Twitter, Instagram. Great. And uh, you can find me by either listening to this, listening to Lighthouse, as you said, or uh, episodes of Wishboning uh, that mm-hmm. are, you can listen to first season, all 40 episodes plus Pupcasts are available. New season will be coming out soon. Uh, make sure you, if you do listen, to rate and write reviews on it. Uh, mm-hmm. Much appreciated. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Johnny B. Good in LA. Um, yeah. And I think that for tonight, or and Christian, these violent delights have violent ends. <laughs>